1: Work out, out, put the out, and work out, put the out, Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels.
0: Yes, this is The Approach Shot. And yes, I am John Ashton. Looking around furtively for Neil Michaels, who is not here. He was here, however, when we interviewed Tom Abbott. Who's the play-by-play guy for the LPGA, the man with the erudite British accent, who hangs out in the 18th Tower and is an expert. He's going to talk to us about the masters, he's going to talk to us about the LPGA, and he's going to sit through that six-pack of questions. Neil was also here when we did dad jokes and bad jokes with comedian Bret Hart, which could be why he's not here anymore. I don't want to say Neil embarrassed himself. I will allow you to say that after you hear probably the funniest 18 minutes of podcasting you've heard this week. So hang out with us, Neil. I don't do overtime. Michaels will be with us when we come right back. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Generic Sildenafil allows you to save up to $650 on Viagra. Why pay name brand prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get the same results for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 50 generic Sildenafil pills for just $99. Call 800-590-0443. That's 800-590-0443. Again, 800-590-0443 thanks for hanging out and for coming back this is the approach i'm john ashton i'm neil michaels we have a guest with us who is a golf expert we have combed the earth looking for a golf expert this being master's week and we have found one tom abbott who you will recognize as soon as he opens his mouth Absolutely. Being the play-by-play announcer for LPGA coverage on NBC and the Golf Channel. Also is the co-host of The Big Break, which was one of my favorite programs and why it's not around anymore. I don't know. Who do I complain to about that, Tom?
2: I could list some people, but I might lose my job. (laughs) Well, you know, you know, Tom
3: spends a lot of time in the tower, too, and and they could just toss him off, (laughs) make it look like an accident.
0: (laughs) I was telling Tom earlier before we started that he and I met briefly at the Senior LPGA Championship, which they had at French Lick a couple of years ago, the inaugural Senior LPGA Championship. And Tom was there to cover it. And uh, we were there to drink heavy and to play golf and have fun and, you know i did a one hour i did a one hour radio show over the course of three days
3: <laughs> and, well the funny thing is that he still agreed to be on this program well he so. didn't know who,
0: he didn't know it until now
2: <laughs> i've always wondered what what do you call people from french lick <laughs> I,
0: I don't think they like french liquors no. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> wow. i still don't know the answer
0: <laughs> yeah i think they just go for the uh, the generic hoosiers
2: there you oh, go. Okay. Yeah.
0: There you go. Very, yeah. very good. So Tom, what what got you involved in this crazy game, man? Eh?
2: Well, I started playing golf when I was ten years old, roughly. And my dad said that one day I just decided that I wanted to play golf. But I'm not really sure why or what the motivation was for me to to say that as a as a ten year old. But I I started playing golf with a neighbor of mine who ended up he was the same age as me and he ended up being a really very good player and played on the european tour and and lost in the final of the british amateur so he was one match away from playing in the masters um Mm. and was the number one ranked amateur for a little while so he his golf really progressed in a in a good way and mine sort of didn't go that far but
3: um yeah so
2: yeah so that was uh that was how i got into playing golf and then it sort of led me to bigger and better things in the end
0: yeah as i say those those who can do those that can't talk about it That's that's, that's my same
2: story. I'm not
0: good enough to play competitively, but I love it. So I play and I talk about it so I can make it tax deductible. That's, you know, there you go.
3: (laughs) And as you can tell from Tom's uh, Tom has a little bit of an accent and obviously it came from the time that he spent in Macon, Georgia (laughs) and Tom, you and and John and I have another thing in common. We all spent a, a great deal of time in Atlanta and you were on actually one of the stations that, that I did a lot of business with, uh, CBS 46 in Atlanta.
2: Yeah, I interned there um, with a guy called Mark Harmon and another chap called Gil Tyree when I was in college. Yeah, that was kind of my first foray into TV. And we um, it, it was great. Yeah, I had a really good time. I used to go up there and, and work on Friday evenings and maybe another day during the week when I was in college. And I learned a lot. And I still keep in touch with Mark. Um, and I think he's still working in Atlanta somewhere. So yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, that was, that was my, well, I my mother worked in TV, so I grew grew up around TV studios, but that was my first exposure to sort of proper, um, big city local news in the U S
0: is it different, yeah. different than the way BBC does
2: things slightly different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little different, you know, I was very lucky. My mom worked on, some of the most famous uh, shows that the BBC produced over a long period of time. So I got to see some very cool things when I was young and got to go behind the scenes and into studios and sets that were um, like fantasy land for, for a little kid, you know? Right. Um, But, uh, but then when I came to America, it was, you know, it was in college. I played uh, college golf at, at Mercer in Macon, Georgia. And, and that was kind of my connection to Georgia. And then when I got into doing TV, when I was in college, that was a you know great transition into local TV and and seeing how that worked and and getting to meet some fascinating people and learning about high school football and <laughs> basketball and <laughs> NBA and uh, going to hockey games at the old Atlanta Thrashers and things like that. So yeah. yeah, actually there was I did get to go and see the Lakers when Kobe and Shaq and those guys were playing for the Lakers. Now I remember, we went to a game and we would always sort of leave before the end of the game. But I think this was a crucial game that the Hawks won, actually, against the Lakers, which was a huge upset. And so we stuck around to the end, but we were out of our seats and we were down the hallway where the, the locker rooms were, kind of waiting for the players to come out. And as the Lakers came off the court, they walked down this hallway underneath the stadium to get to the locker room, and they started jumping out of the way like squealing and like jumping out of the way. I was like, what on earth is going on? And there was this rat that came running down the tunnel. And all these like seven foot giant guys were just diving out of the way, scared out of their minds. It was really funny. Yeah.
0: After this story is heard, Tom has now been banned from every NBA. Yeah, that's
3: right. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I That's I personally never thought, you know, when when the uh, they started playing hockey in Atlanta, you know, cuz I grew up in New England. And I'm thinking yeah. you really should not be able to play hockey anywhere where ice does not form naturally.
2: That's right, it's like just in not Florida, right. you mean.
0: Yeah, Florida, yes. Dallas, it's just not yeah. right, man. It's just not right at all. Let's let's talk Masters for a little bit cuz it's going on. Um not going to ask you for for any predictions because I don't see how anybody can predict golf. Because yesterday's round, I mean, you can you can maybe see what kind of a up upward or a downward spiral a, a player might be on, but yesterday's round does not dictate today's round for anybody, does it?
2: History? Well, I think in terms of confidence, it does. I mean, I think if a player is playing well, there's a high degree of confidence, and you know that translates into to a good run of results potentially. In terms of when a player shoot, shoots a really low number, it's very difficult to back that up. So. Yeah. You yeah. know, to keep keep shooting low sixties, then um, you know that would that would play into that argument. Yeah,
0: yeah. Have Have you ever played Augusta National?
2: I've never played Augusta National. I have been there. You know, as I say, I went to college there, and right. so when I was in college, um, a lot of fellow students um, had tickets and so and passes and badges, and so I was uh, I was lucky enough to be invited. So I went five years in a row um the four years i was in college and then the year after i graduated but since i've worked for golf channel nbc i've never been to the <laughs> masters <laughs> <laughs> That's, that i before i worked there i did yeah so i got to see i got to see uh arnold palmer playing his final masters and oh, um got to see a few cool things there and and just you know being on the grounds and and being a patron and, and walking around and seeing that, that scene is pretty incredible.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that same question. There seems to be the, obviously a mystique around Augusta, and there's a mystique around winning the Masters. But but as a patron and as somebody who just got to be there, can you feel it? Is there, is there something almost palpable about being at Augusta?
2: Oh, yeah. Certainly the first time that you go and you walk onto the grounds, it's probably a little bit different now than when I first went in terms of where you actually go in and, and what you see but um when you walk through past the uh the shop there the, and um, the merchandise area and you walk out onto the the grounds and it just hits you with this sort of green fantasy land that's in front of you and mm. all the colors that stand out and the and the topography i mean it's it's very very hilly you know yeah. from from the top uh the property up by the clubhouse all the way down to Amen Corner. I mean, that's a pretty big drop there. And I remember standing at the back of the 10th tee and looking at the tee shots there, and you, it's almost, you just hit it kind of off a cliff to the left, you know, <laughs> over these trees. And it's it, you think, wow, on TV it looks a lot flatter, but it really is quite a steep downhill slope. And I guess when you watch it, you can see the ball run out on certain holes mm-hmm. because it is, you know, it's so undulating. And then you've got uphill shots as well. So... Yeah, it's amazing, really. I mean, it. It. I think as a as a patron, you don't get to see as much as you do on television. I, mean, I think watching on television, you you get to see everything, and you really get a great sense of what's going on on the gra- uh, on the ground, right? And uh, in the golf tournament. But when you're when you're there on the ground, you tend to sort of base yourself at one place, one spot, and watch all these groups come through. So it's difficult to get a sense of how the the tournament is playing out. Um, but the roars and the, um you know, the sounds echoing through the pine trees and everything. And I, when I was a kid watching at home, I would always remember the train, which I thought was quite bizarre. But that was <laughs> like, because like, you know, trains don't make the same noise as they do in uh, the U.K. as they do in the U.S. You know, the horn of a train is a very different sound in the mm-hmm. U.S. And so when I was watching as a kid back home in England you would always hear like this train horn in the background and um and that's kind of like a a memory that sort of sticks out and whenever I hear a train horn now and when I've been here in the US it kind of makes me think of Augustan National. it's weird like certain things you know yeah. set off um set off your memories
3: so John's not going to ask you for a prediction because he's the nice guy but uh, <laughs> how about how about if we if we go halfway who do you think based on how they're playing now, is best suited to do well?
2: Well, I mean, it is difficult to predict. But um, this year, going into the Masters, we have a a group of players in a place in their games where they they could win. I mean, I think, you know, look at Lee Westwood coming off a really good run in Florida. Mm -hmm. Um, He's somebody who I would love to see do well. I don't know if he's going to be able to... um, He's going to be able to get it done, but I would love to see him do well, and he's playing very well. He certainly has done during that Florida swing. Uh, Justin Thomas obviously coming off a a victory. He's in a much better place. Uh, We'll see about Dustin Johnson, John Rahm. I mean, you look at that top 10 in the world. Brooks Kepler obviously struggling with injury, but if you look at that core group of players right now, the the top of the the world rankings, I think any one of them – you know, it's tough to argue against them winning the Masters. And then you've got a few other characters that have come along that that are playing well. So, I, I mean, it's I, it's always going to be a fascinating test. It should be back to where we expect Augusta National to be. Mm-hmm. And I think there's going to be a good um, good amount of patrons on site. There's going to be some roars, even though there won't be as many people as there normally are during you know, non-COVID times, if you like. Yeah. But I certainly think it's going to be a very different atmosphere than we had in in you know, at the end of last year, November for the Masters. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna I think it's gonna be a sense of sport and golf kind of back to where we we were before. Not all the way, but I think there's gonna be a great sense of that. Yeah.
0: Do you consider yourself a homer? Do do you root more heavily for the English golfers on tour than anyone else?
2: Well in a working capacity, no. I mean we we have to be uh um, oh, sure neutral, but in a personal capacity, yeah. I mean I'd love to to see players that I, um, that, that I, I, kind of root for nice guys, you know, and I think mm-hmm. Lee Westwood, a, you know, has a, he's a good guy. And I think he, um, he's in a really good place in his life and he's happy on the golf course, happy off the golf course and somewhat of a, a golfing gentleman, if you like, I mean, if you look at what mm-hmm. the Honda classic, he was exhausted, he, he, but he committed to play and, uh, he you know the commitment, even though, you know, he kind of knew that he wasn't going to be anywhere near his best form. And yeah. he, he was a, you know, having played so well, he was exhausted. And he went to Augusta National, played 54 holes of golf there over two days, and then went played nine holes in the Pro Am in Palm Beach Gardens and teed it up on a PGA tour event. He was, he was, he was toast, you know. But he said, you know, i committed to play and I wanted to honor that commitment. I'm not somebody that pulls out at the last minute. So I think, you know, I like to root for the guys that are nice guys. And I yeah. think, um, you know, if they happen to be from, from my homeland, then uh, that works out quite well. Yeah.
0: We've got more conversations about uh, the PGA, the LPGA, golf in general, with Tom Abbott from Golf Channel NBC. When we come right back, we are The Approach Shot. hangout list. Hey, it's John Ashton. i got to tell you, we're halfway through the first weekend of the NCAA March Madness Tournament, and what happens? I am already mathematically eliminated from any contention in the office bracket pool. But not to worry, because I have covered my bases with my bookie, mybookie.ag. You go there right now, use the promo code APPROACH. And you're going to grab yourself a 50% deposit bonus. That means they will match your initial bonus up to half of what you put in. MyBookie has several March Madness-focused contests, including but not limited to a $100,000 NCAA bracket challenge, which is 10 bucks to enter, and a $10,000 bracket with only a $1 entry fee. MyBookie bonus playthrough requirements are often much lower than competitors on both the sportsbook and the casino side. So you're, uh, you're missing out if you're not there already. MyBookie.ag. Use the promo code APPROACH and get a 50% deposit bonus. MyBookie.ag. And hopefully you're gonna do much better in March Madness than am I. And we are back with the approach shot. I'm John Ashton. He is uh, Neil Michaels. I'm Neil Michaels. You yes, are we're that we're, indeed. You know what? Let's
3: both say it. Let's say it together.
0: Okay. I'm John Ashton. You are Neil, Neil Michaels. Michaels.
3: Yeah, okay. but nobody ever applauds. They,
0: <laughs> they do, you just can't hear it. That's okay, another good. one of those, those engineering faux pas going on in your, your <laughs> studio at the moment here. Let's talk LPGA for a little bit, Tom, cause you're, uh, you're, you're somewhat versed in that being the, yeah. uh, the main play by play guy for, for the LPGA. One of the things that we have always said is that the average golfer can really relate to the LPGA more than they can relate to the guys on tour at the PGA. You, you're looking at a PGA tour event and they go, well, he's got uh, 176. Dennis Johnson pulls out his pitching wedge. <laughs> you go, know, are you crazy? <laughs> you know?
3: Or look, that drive just went 370 yards. Yeah,
0: yeah. Which is,
3: you know, two shots for most of us.
0: The game the LPGA plays is much more similar to the game that the average golfer would play. So we can relate to it better, don't you think?
2: Yeah, in terms of distance, I think. Uh, yeah. they, you know, the distance they hit it, yeah, it's it's similar to, to the average good sort of club golfer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in terms of their game, you know, it's very different. I mean, I think they... They're they're very accurate oh, yeah. in general, <laughs> yeah. um, and the short game tends to be a bit sharper. But um, but it's changing. You know, there's there are some players coming out onto the LPGA tour who hit the ball a very long way, and I think you know the game is slowly changing. Whether that will continue to be a trend in women's golf, I don't know. Accuracy is still a big premium on on mm. this tour. Yeah, you know that will be interesting. But there is there is now a core group of players who. have a lot of speed a lot of power and hit the ball you know 300 yards or so which Hmm. you know gets to sort of the realm of what we see on the pga tour but the but the majority of players you're right they they do hit the ball a similar distance they do hit it farther than you would your average golfer on in in a club i think a decent golf club you know that i think there's this feeling that they hit it sort of 230 240 now they're in the 260 270 range yeah but But I think you can learn a lot from, from these players and the way that they go about their game. And, and accuracy is, is a real key to, um, fairways and greens is a a big, it's a big key on the LPGA tour. Yeah.
0: That whole middle of the fairway thing, man.
2: That's hard. It's not easy to find. (laughs)
3: No, it's not. Not at at
2: all. With Michelle
3: Wee coming back, how big is that for, for the LPGA to have a, a person that's got that kind of notoriety? Who sort of carried the the name for a while?
2: It depends how she plays. I mean, I think if if Michelle can get back to some sort of form that could take her into the winner's circle, then yes, it, it's an important uh she's an important figure for the LPGA tour. She's still a massive star. There's a lot of draw in her. You know, her name is huge recognition in the mm. game, but but it doesn't really count for much if she can't provide the goods. And mm. so yeah i think it's really going to be a a, a a case of how how she plays you know does she come back and and struggle or does she come back and and continue to build on what she has had in the past the other factor for michelle is that she's always been injured you know throughout her whole career or last 10 years or so she's she's had injury after injury after injury i mean the list is endless and i think that's held her back and if she can be healthy then you know, who knows what she could do. But, you know, if you look at the way, she, you know, her wins have stretched over a sort of nine-year period, and it's kind of been up and down. Um, she's won five times on the tour. Uh, I think injuries and, and fitness is a massive factor for Michelle, and it, it, whether she can be fit enough over a, a long period of time to compete and be back to the top of her game, we'll see. I mean, she seems to be swinging it well, but But it's the case of putting all the pieces together. And she's, you know, it's taking almost a two-year break. It's difficult to come back. And there's a lot going on in her life. But I think, you know, having talked to her, she seems the happiest that I've ever seen her. And, you know, she looks the best in terms of just the vibe that she's giving off. She looks radiant. She looks happy. I think, um, you know, that's something that I've not seen from, from Michelle. So that is a good sign for her.
3: In so many ways, everything you said there and the way she plays and the and the spotlight that she brings reminds me so much of pieces of Tiger's game.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tiger provided a lot better results, you know, he was, but I think he had the X Factor. There aren't many players that have the X Factor. And, you know, I always thought that it was Tiger, Michelle and John Day. They, they were three players that, you know, the, the audience, they were very different players, but. But the audience always wanted to know what was going on with them. And, you know, Tiger Woods to to a, to a completely different level. But, you know, people were fascinated by John Daly. And they just, they're still fascinated by him when he tees it up in he's PJ to a champion. And Michelle's the same way. People are fascinated by what she's done and what's going on with her and what's happening in her life. And that's a good thing for sport. I mean, I think for golf, you need these characters that that draw the audience, that fascinate people, that people are very inquisitive about. And uh, but Tiger is the king. I mean, there's there's nobody. Um, well, Arnold Palmer is the king, but Tiger <laughs> is the um, Tiger. Tiger is this character that that I don't think anybody will get close to in terms of uh, the public's fascination of him. And a lot of that comes down to obviously what he did on the golf course. But, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, the yeah. records speak for themselves. You know?
0: Yeah. How difficult is it for you to uh, learn the pronunciations? Because uh, a <laughs> uh, predominant yeah. uh, number of players are are Asian and uh, especially the women from Thailand, man. <laughs> I mean.
2: Well, the Thai names are usually the easiest names because they're, they're quite phonetic, you know? So oh, okay. I, I think the um, Eastern European names are the hardest um, because there's pronunciation, and when you look at it, it's it's difficult. Korean names tend to be fairly simple, but sometimes, the, you know, certain letters are pronounced a, a different way. Right. But we spend a lot of time on that, actually, and the easiest thing to do is just go to the player and we have them recorded into... Uh, somebody's phone and then we can we can listen to how they say it but In practice oftentimes yeah. yeah but oftentimes they don't have you know their accent you can't say it like their accent on right. the air it sounds right. a bit silly so you know we have to sort of adapt it a little bit and then certain players will adapt their name to to anglicize it so then it'll change over a period of time which makes things difficult so yeah it's constantly changing you know players will decide oh hold on i this is too difficult for English speakers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to adapt my name. Yeah. and then, you know, We have to change. So, yeah.
0: Have you been researching a six-pack of questions for Mr. Abbott?
3: Of course I have.
0: You want to take a quick break and come back and ask him?
3: Um, are, uh, are we... On the air? Do we do this every week?
0: Yeah, I think we, I think so. I think Mr. Abbott is going to Okay So, so, so I'm asking you stupid questions too, is what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> right. No problem. okay come on, john We're going so to is come this your back first and week? we're going to come back and ask six non-stupid questions of Tom Abbott. So <laughs> we come right back. We are the approach shot. Smart Money says 2021 is going to be better than 2020. Expansions, things loosening up, all means it is probably a good opportunity for you to think about hiring some more folks and bringing them in and expanding your team. And if you're doing that, I want to give you two words. Actually, it's one hyphenated word, LinkedIn. You already know LinkedIn. You're already on it. You already use it for networking. Why don't you use it to find the right people to expand your team? 722 million members worldwide are on LinkedIn right now. New features help you find qualified candidates quickly, put up targeted screening questions, and LinkedIn will quickly get your role in front of more qualified candidates. That's important. You don't have enough time to sift that out. Let LinkedIn sift all the ones that aren't right. When your business is ready to make that next hire, find the right person with LinkedIn Jobs. And now you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com slash approach shot. Again, linkedin.com slash approach shot to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply and we are back the approach shot. i am john ashton
3: and i am neil michaels with a six pack of questions for tom abbott and just so everybody knows we're on video and the minute you said we're going to come back with a six pack of questions tom had this look on his face like say what <laughs>
2: <laughs> no one warned me <laughs>
3: <laughs> so tom we are officially putting you on the hot seat with our six pack of questions are you ready i'm ready all right question one who has been your favorite person to interview?
2: Gosh, you, I do have to answer these quickly. Um, <laughs> yes, you do. Favorite person to interview? It would be. It was probably Tom Watson during the Open at Tambridge. What was that, like two thousand nine? Oh,
3: when he so almost I, won. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you that question in the last segment about two
2: thousand nine. Aside from that, might be like somebody who was really famous, like Michael Douglas. Or something like that.
3: Hmm. Ooh, nice name drop. Very nice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, question two. A lot of athletes have superstitions, you know, before they do a game. Do you have one before you do a broadcast?
2: No, but apparently I have phrases that I say that I don't realize I say. Like, who's winning this thing? I always say that. Um, (laughs) And apparently I say, right, we've got to get to work. I know more of this chapter. I've got to get to work.
3: (laughs) Well, it sounds like those could be be borderline superstitions. (laughs) Question three, living or dead, who would you like to have a beer and talk sports with?
2: You know, the weirdest thing is I don't drink beer, so we'd have to drink um some sort of cocktail or wine. Gosh, that's probably Tiger Woods. I, you know, I think that would be fascinating. Although he probably wouldn't want to talk about golf too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think to to sit down with somebody like that, who's you know, and hear some great stories, that would be yeah, that would be great.
3: <laughs> He'd probably say that about you too. <laughs> <laughs> Question four: What's your favorite golf word or golf expression?
2: Oh my word that's tough favorite golf um oh my gosh what would what would that be I can't even think of a good golf expression that's um gosh apparently. i can't think of yeah apparently I think
3: right, of, let's get to work is one of them. <laughs> yeah right, <laughs>
2: right let's get to work
3: and probably <laughs> four is not one
2: <laughs> no although it's quite given isn't it? It's quite useful for gosh, I can't think of a good golfing expression.
3: All right, question five. Was there an event that had you laughing so hard that you didn't think you'd keep it together on the air?
2: When We used to work. We used to do (laughs) events in in Europe. Well, we still do, but we took a year off because of COVID. And we would go over, and it used to be myself, Rich Lerner, and Frank Nobolo. And we used to do the BMW PGA. We would do sort of nine hours of TV, and by about hour six or seven, we were all sort of... (laughs) You know, slap happy, <laughs> and yeah, and and we would just start laughing about things. And is there, was, there were there are just numerous times where we would all crack up, especially with Frank, because Frank has these great little plays on words and puns the whole time. And we would just have to hit the cough button, the cough button, and just keep just we would just be laughing a ton. I can't think of specifics, but there 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 were a lot of times we would have a lot of fun there. That, that was that was they were good times of winter. Yeah, excellent.
3: All right, question six. Since we are the approach shot, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by?
2: I would say 90, if you work hard 95% of the time, you only need 5% luck. But if you work hard 5% of the time, you need 95% luck. So that, that usually is a good approach. Work hard and you, you'll be a lot lucky. Which, which means there are some people that don't do a damn thing and they still succeed because <laughs> they get lucky. <laughs>
3: You want to go back to your favorite golf order? Experience? God, China, I'm trying to, I really, really stumps
2: me. I've got to think of something that we say in England that that can be repeated.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and just so you know, we do have listeners in Great Britain.
2: Yeah, they'll they'll know that. So they'll know. That, um, gosh, you know what? You've totally stumped me. I'm trying to think of things that I say on when I'm playing golf. Let's go. My people, the people that I play golfers have this a lot better than me. I probably say things that I even realise. <laughs> Apparently, I say "rip city" a lot. <laughs> like when somebody hits it down the middle, it sounds so corny. <laughs> I can't believe I would ever say that. <laughs> I used to say, well, I would say that somebody can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo if they're really bad.
3: <laughs> I think that might be my new favourite expression. <laughs> All right, Tom, you're there officially
0: you off the hot seat. <laughs> Uh Tom Abbott, NBC, Golf Channel. Man, great to uh, great to, to spend a little extra time with you this time. And, yeah, uh,
2: great to be with you.
0: Yes, indeed. Thank you very much for spending some time with us here on The Approach shot. Dad jokes and bad jokes. The funniest golf is a funny game we've ever had. And the return of comedian Brett Hart. Stick around. It's next. I want to talk to you about a company called Supply. Supply brings the barbershop-style shaving experience right into the convenience of your own home. You know, the Single Edge is a fully metallic single-blade razor designed to provide the closest, most comfortable shave ever. And using a single blade to shave minimizes the risk of irritation, bumps, and ingrown hairs. It's great for head shaving, and it's great for women, too. The Single Edge comes with three proprietary shave settings. There's sensitive, there's comfortable, and there's ultra-close, so you can customize your shave to your preferences. The best part is the injector blades the Single Edge uses are non-proprietary. That means they've been in production for hundreds of years, and you can buy them from multiple brands. A three-month supply costs you about six bucks, so you save a ton in the long run. Shaving cream and post-shave are alcohol-free. Skincare products are water-free, and they all have no-harmful chemicals and are organic, sustainable, and food-grade. All products come with a 100-day trial and a lifetime warranty. Go to Supply.co and use the promo code GOLF15 to save 15%. That's Supply.co. Hey, it's John Ashton. I got to tell you, we're halfway through the first weekend of the NCAA March Madness Tournament, and what happens? I am already mathematically eliminated from any contention in the office bracket pool. But not to worry, because I have covered my bases with my bookie, mybookie.ag. You go there right now, use the promo code APPROACH, and you're going to grab yourself a 50% deposit bonus. That means they will match your initial bonus up to half of what you put in. MyBookie has several March Madness-focused contests, including but not limited to a $100,000 NCAA bracket challenge, which is 10 bucks to enter, and a $10,000 bracket with only a $1 entry fee. MyBookie bonus playthrough requirements are often much lower than competitors on both the sportsbook and the casino side. So you're uh, you're missing out if you're not there already. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code approach and get a fifty percent deposit bonus, mybookie.ag. And hopefully you're gonna do much better in March Madness than am I. And now it's time for Golf is a funny game. Wait a sec. What's your problem?
3: I don't know. It's dark. I can barely breathe.
0: Pull your head out. (sighs) Back to your hosts, John Ashton and Neil Michaels once again, Mr. Big Voice has come on in and done something silly.
3: Well, what he's done is he's really sort of um, set the tone, hasn't he? This is going to be silliness 101, right? Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is going to be John Ashton and Neil Michaels, make a fool of themselves, part two.
3: That's right. (laughs) We have Bert Hart from Sweetheart Entertainment, that's Sweetheart with an H-A-R-T at the end, back for round two of Bad Jokes and Bad Jokes, The Competition.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. Back, mm. glad, glad to be back. Glad to see you both. <laughs> and glad to hear that today's session is 101, which means that we somehow started at a course prior to 101.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was – I made the same mistake in college, man. I, I took like a graduate-level <laughs> course and said maybe I should back off just a tad. I'm, and,
3: I'm thinking that the first one was a prerequisite at best. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That was the uh, that was the entrance exam. <laughs> no. then yes. Again,
3: you two probably didn't think so because you two were funny as hell, and I was like, you know, watching from the bench.
0: <laughs> so the the concept is here that we have two former radio guys yeah. and a working funny stand up comic. Yeah, and we are actually going to think that maybe we can hold our own against him in a, in a competition. somewhat competition. <laughs> yeah. of telling so bad it- jokes.
3: If you hadn't heard the first one of these, which was about three weeks ago, four weeks ago, what we do is we do a round robin of bad jokes and dad jokes. And the person who is doing the joke, does the joke, and the other two judge whether it's funny enough to get a point or not. And they're not the least bit biased, and we're not the least bit competitive. So, you know, I'm sure this will go just fine.
4: Oh, sure. I mean, it worked the first time, and I love... I love the distinction between bad jokes and dad jokes, because that lets the listener know, like, well, you get to decide that. We don't know (laughs) which one it is when it comes out. That's really up to you guys. (laughs) Like, wow, you really tried a dad joke there, huh? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I did.
3: Stay in your lane, son. Stay in your
4: lane. I'm curious, though. I know you guys were were, um, thinking about opening up and getting some fans to send you some jokes to do. Did you all... Did anybody send you anything like you know
0: is going to be perfection? I went to my uh, granddaughter's uh, sixth grade class and and got some winners.
3: Those will be dad jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, do we want to start at the top and work down, or do we want to start with you, Neil, and work up?
3: No. <laughs> <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> let's start. Uh-huh. Let, let's do the same order as before. Bert first. Um, and then age and then beauty. Okay. So you'll be second and I'll be third.
4: <laughs> that means I don't get to be age or beauty. That's no, not even... I'm, I'm going through my list. I'm hoping that I picked the right one for y'all. Okay. I got a lot of high road jokes. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Last time I took the low road a couple times. <laughs> all of it's high road.
0: Yeah. We don't know the difference, so... <laughs>
4: I shouldn't have tried to qualify that. I should have said that afterwards, because if yeah. this isn't like, oh, great. <laughs> All right. So did you guys hear that archaeologists actually just discovered a new dinosaur in the UK? No. no. Didn't hear yeah. That. They call it a T and Crumpets Rex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: All right. <clears throat> Staying on the dinosaur topic, what do you call a dinosaur with no eyes?
3: Don't know what.
0: I don't do know. you? I, do you think he saw us? Ah,
2: yeah. See, that's guys, similar.
0: You guys, yeah. you guys are doing this to make me look good, right? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think it will? <laughs>
4: yeah. That depends. If, if let's hear yours and we'll see if it
0: worked.
3: Hey guys, did you hear that Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be doing a, mu- a movie about classical music?
0: No. He'll no. be Bach.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs>
4: I don't know if it worked. He'll be Bach. <laughs> He'll be Bach. He'll be Bach. <laughs> I like that.
3: Okay, what do, we, what do we think here after round one?
4: I'll I think we need a new new segment. Yeah. <laughs> I think we just need to go to
0: round two. <laughs> we'll call that practice. <laughs>
4: yeah. That was the last chance for anybody listening. Like, ah, if I don't know if this is for me. Well, that should tell you what you're getting into. <laughs> A good time to check out a different golf. podcasts. <laughs> uh, all right, Bert. All right, let's go to round two here. Let's. Uh, we're gonna go up in intensity. Did you guys? Um, so actually, recently around where I am, there was actually a bakery that just burned down. Oh no! Um, it's it's awful. Their business is toast now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ding All right. one, <laughs> for, one for him. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: there you go. <laughs> okay, you know Neil actually has chickens in his backyard. It's true. Which means he has a chicken coop, and you know also his true. his chicken coop has two doors. You know why oh, his yeah. chicken coop does not have four doors? Because yeah. then it would be a chicken sedan. <laughs> <laughs> He
4: was balancing between the fact that that's factual or if it's right. funny, really. I was,
3: kind of, I was kind of like, wait, are you looking at my backyard?
4: And if it had uh, four doors and a window, it'd be uh, chicken coop. No, chicken uh, hatchback. Yes. That's what you need.
3: Okay, sticking on the, the theme of animals, mm-hmm. a man asks a beekeeper for a dozen bees, to which the beekeeper replies, sure, and I'll even throw in an extra. You know, a free bee. <laughs>
0: if Freebie gets a point chicken sedan's got to get a point that's all i'm saying
3: you know what round one was so bad i think everybody gets a point in round two
0: yes the old confidence booster
4: i like that that's that's totally fine you got to start somewhere that's right. right all right let's see if we can use round three as a separator yes indeed i recently did my first unboxing video uh put it on YouTube and, and got mixed reactions, uh, mainly from the people at the funeral. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were saving that one. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's one that always worries me. I'm just like, this could go either way. Yeah, uh, no, that's but, funny. You know. That's
0: I don't care what, who you are. That's funny.
4: Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> All right, my turn. What did the fish say when it hit the cement wall? Damn! <laughs> mm,
3: so Bert gets one in 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 round three. <laughs> oh, oh,
4: oh. He's taking you out of point contention. I like it.
3: <laughs> Let's see if I can tie you on this one. All right, all right, guys. If you see a robbery at an Apple store, does that make you an eyewitness? Mm-hmm. Oh come on! <laughs> I like I enough. got that. <laughs> What, what do we think? Round three. Everybody get one, or damn, does John not? Hey, that was funny. <laughs> I think we're going. I leave, liked it. I think the next time, I think we're going to need a panel of judges. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to leave it up to us because if it's up to us, everything's pretty funny right now. I yeah, mean
0: that's true. Yeah, that's true.
3: All right, let's do one more round. See if we can see if we can do some separation. Round four or the bonus round, as we. I'm sure some people are thinking bonus. This is a bonus. We'll <laughs> just call it round four.
4: Then. They're still yeah. They're still thinking. When do you guys start? <laughs> <laughs> this all sounds like practice. <laughs> all right, uh, we'll we'll call it a bonus round or because I I got one that really um, dives into the mind of a of a weird comedian. So mm-hmm. is this bonus round official? Yes, this is official. Yeah, official. All right. See, this is what I think. Last time I was here, I, I called. Uh, I said, "There's um." There's the good jokes that you know will probably at least get a reaction. Then there's your needs work section, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and part of the needs work section are ones that you think are are gonna work, but you've never said them out loud. Okay. So this is gonna be the first time I say this one out loud, and I'm gonna see if this makes uh, if if this makes some kind of connection. But this is the weirdness inside the mind of a comedian. One hundred and one. All right. So apparently, somebody just created a new version of pennies. Is that right? right? One cent pennies. Yep. They are made out of Indian bread and cow's milk instead of copper.
3: Hmm.
4: It's utter nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the pack.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. Sometimes, the you just, me, <laughs> you, sometimes you just take a bunch of things that sound funny, you want to put them together, and you write something
0: around it. And that's what you get there. <laughs> I'm going to go back to damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the other day, stuff that I've done, I've been told to do, and somebody said, Describe yourself with one word. I answered, The only way I could really describe myself is with one word is not good at following directions. <laughs>
3: <laughs> See? No, oh, I like that. <laughs> That's like stupid and cerebral at the same time.
0: <laughs> That's me, in a
4: nutshell. <laughs> that was also a way he could have described himself.
3: <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to go back in history on my last one. Because okay. oh, I remember gosh. as a kid, my dad got fired from his job as a road worker mm-hmm. for stealing. And I could not believe he would do such a thing. But when I got home, all the signs were there. <laughs> it would have been better had I not stumbled halfway through. But.
4: <laughs> I don't know which was better. I, I like the joke itself, and I, I like John's reaction.
3: You're <laughs> uh, sitting here thinking, you know, I could have gotten any co-host for this show.
0: <laughs> there was just one here that I was holding back on because I didn't know if I could deliver it or not. But oh, gosh. This is just a so bonus this, here. Just, this is a bonus. Okay. Just, I have a fear of elevators recently, I've taken steps to avoid them.
3: Uh, see again, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That nice puns. That works.
0: I love puns.
3: <laughs> that was one of your best damn jokes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you really not like the? Do you think he saw us, or was I just? Did I just say it badly?
3: I liked no, it, it. Okay. It, I think it was early. Okay. I, 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 I should
0: have started with something smaller first and worked yeah. up to that. Huh? Yeah, I
3: that's why. That's why Hilby Bach I thought was going to be easy. <laughs> yes funny i think that was the funniest of them other than the eyewitness one but i think is good
0: so i guess uh bottom line is um we still need work
3: yeah i think bert's going to be declared the winner just because he came on and did this again.
4: (laughs) that's my favorite kind of victory the victory of just showing up You you don't have to try or beat anybody the fact that you're there is how
0: you win Uh, Bert, anything changed, man? You got anything coming up? Any shows or uh, anything that, uh, people can, can access and, and see you doing real jokes?
4: Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's cool. It's actually, you know, a lot of things are opening back up, but, um, you know, the digital realm is always going to stay open. So I do have, there's going to be, uh, episodes of two podcasts coming out where it's just a bunch of comedians talking about different things. The first one is called Florida versus the world, which I'm sure that you guys would enjoy. It's (laughs) just. It's news stories. It's a a podcast about news stories, but I'm born in Florida, you know, and so I always represent Florida Mm -hmm. and people are trying to find things around the world that are just crazier or more just stupider than Florida. And it's hard (laughs) for them. It's hard. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have another one that's going to be starting yet. It's not out, but it's called Plot Twist. And we basically take movies that people hate and that we secretly love and we try and defend them. It just has to qualify as underrated, undervalued. I think the first one that I try and defend got a 2.9 out of 10. (laughs) Those sci-fi originals, man. You you never really expect quality.
3: Oh, well, to to our listeners' chagrin, we're probably going to do this again in a few weeks. Probably (laughs) once a month. And we'll have to think of some better way to judge it and probably have like a warm-up round as opposed to a bonus round.
0: All right. Birdheart Bird. Sweetheart Entertainment. It's always fun to hang with you, man. That's why we came Likewise. up with this idea, just so we can have an excuse to have you back over and over again, you know?
4: There you go. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to find out this is more about you guys than me, and that's, you know, that's <laughs> fine by me. <laughs> Yeah, that's
3: why we have to throw in the, you know, at the end, John goes, so is there any place you're going to be seen? Yeah. We're just doing that. We're throwing you a bone, man. Yeah. Just, he's like, all right, we had our
4: fun. We'll turn it back to you to say something about yourself, I guess. we're not going to repeat it or put it anywhere, but just have your moment. It is <laughs> our, our show, right man. There, John, it is our right show.
0: There. there we go. You know,
4: <laughs> sorry. I didn't mean to share the secret for any other comedians you'll have on there, but looking forward to it. I'll have to see. It's it's going to be an honor. So I'll have to pick my favorite person to bring on first. So. All,
0: right. all right. Cool. Again, uh, Bernhardt, thank you so much for spending time with us here on The Approach Shot. Just like you, I've been working from my home office all year. And just like you, I get up every once in a while and walk around because my butt went to sleep. And I say to myself, and I'm sure you do too, why can't somebody, somebody somewhere make a chair that's both good looking and comfortable? Well, they have. It's called an X-Chair. And the secret is not only their patented Dynamic Variable Lumbar Support, or DVL, which offers unbelievable lumbar support to my lower back, but now thanks to their new X-HMT technology, I can also get heat and massage therapy while I'm sitting at my desk. That's right. My X-Chair has heat and massage features. Does your chair do that? No? Then you need an X-Chair, and it's on sale now for $100 off. Go to XChairGolfGuys.com now. That's the letter X chairgolfguys.com, or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR X-CHAIR has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and you can finance your purchase for as little as 30 bucks a month Go to XCHAIRGOLFGUYS.COM now and use the code XWheels for free X x blade casters XCHAIRGOLFGUYS.COM Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages Message and data rates may apply Men, want to feel younger? Stronger? Leaner? You don't have to slow down after 40 Frank Thomas found the secret to staying in shape with the energy and drive of his 20s Man, you look like you could still hit it a mile. I feel great, too. What gives? After 40, men slow down. It's harder to stay in shape. Why? Our free testosterone levels drop. i got to try Nugenix Total Tea. Text GRIT to 321321 for your complimentary bottle of Nugenix Total Tea. That's G-R-I-T to 321321. So now you know why Neil left. <laughs> Dad jokes, bad jokes. Good idea, bad delivery, we're not quite sure yet, but we're going to be taking some more lessons from comedian Bret Hart, and we're going to see how we can do next month when we try it again. Next week, a couple of more great, fantastic, interesting, informative guests. I'm looking for more adjectives, they escape me. Thank you for listening. Why don't you go and check out the website, ApproachShot.net. You can always hear all of our episodes there. Subscribe, why don't you? We'd appreciate it. It couldn't hide. You know what I'm saying? And do keep in mind, golf is a game that was invented by the same people that invented bagpipes and called it music. Till next week.
4: You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net.